So I would recommend that. Promote yourself. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Friends, thank you so much for being here on this week's episode of Small Minded. Today, we're digging in. Like, truth be told, I'm ready to really deliver a little more on the business side. So I know we have such great stories and interviews, and I often like to sit behind this mic and be reflective about my past experiences, but it's really been on my heart to dig a little deeper into the strategic, um, the experiences that I've had in business so that you guys can maybe if you have ideas of your own, you want to build your own business, you can get some takeaways uh, from my experience. Now, I know a lot of you who listen too, you're here for those stories. You're here for those interviews. So this episode won't be that, but don't discount it because I do feel like looking at my notes sheet that I've prepared, while this is about the things I wish I knew before starting a social media marketing business in particular, I do feel like the things that I kept coming back to are universal for starting all kinds of small business and really taking a chance on yourself. So don't tune out just because you're not thinking that a social media marketing business is in your cards. But take a stab at listening here and see if something does resonate with you. Okay, so let's dig into the content. I'm trying to make this short and sweet and actionable for you as possible. But I wanted to start with a question that I get all the time. Molly, I'm thinking about starting my own business. What do I do next? And then that's usually followed by like, how do I make a logo? Or how do I get a client list going? What tool or system or process do I use to keep all of this organized? And we can dive into each of those in separate episodes because they're worthwhile for like a whole hour plus of content. But what I really have reflected on and have come back to is that it comes down to four things when you're thinking about starting your own business. And again, this is specific to how I started my own social media marketing business, but I think that this could be applicable to anybody considering starting a service-based business or like starting a side hustle. So it's going to be pretty universal. All right. Those four things I wish I knew before starting my marketing business were, number one, people will pay you to do the things that you are good at. It can be easy (laughs) and you can like find a need for what you're good at. Number two, my skills and talents are unique. Not everybody knows how to do the things that I find so, so simple. And that's a good business move. All right, number three. You don't have to be fancy or complicated to be good. And number four, your mindset and your energy matter. So we're going to dig into each of those separately now, but that's a high-level overview of what we're going to cover today. 
All right, so let's dig into number one. The first thing I wish I knew before I started my social media marketing business was that, yes, people will pay me and they will pay you too to do the things that you are good at. Now, prior to starting my social media marketing business, I often like moonlighted as a wedding singer. So fun fact, fill that in on your bingo card. Um, But I really didn't know that people would pay much for that talent. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm good at it. It doesn't take me much time. Um, They have other things to pay for on their wedding day. So I'm not going to build them very much. And oftentimes, like if it was a family or friend, I didn't charge anything at all. Um, But what I've learned both in that aspect and as I started my social media business is that there are people who, even if you don't believe that people will pay you for what you're good at, there are people out there that will. And come back to what you have paid people to do for you in the past. Have you paid someone to clean your house for you? Have you paid someone to wash your windows? Have you paid someone to mow your grass maybe or babysit your kids? Or have you paid someone to custom make you a t-shirt? Have you paid someone to do your taxes? Like there's a whole list of things that you have probably been willing to pay someone else to do for you. So don't discount the fact that the thing that you have on your heart to start your business for is something that people will be willing to pay you for too. Now, not that you're not going to get a little pushback from your own self or maybe other people too. Um, There have been plenty of times where I've gotten this like, well, why do people pay you to post for them on Facebook? Can't anybody make a Facebook post? And while they're not entirely wrong, I bring to the table like some strategy and some experience and I don't just make a Facebook post. I might take a really great picture or create a Canva graphic and people don't have time or skill to be as strategic or well, this is kind of getting us into number two territory as well. But yeah, people don't have the time or the skill and they will pay you to do it for them. Much like you might have someone come in to help you take care of your house or watch your kids. We just don't all have the bandwidth for everything that comes along with like if we're talking about social media marketing in particular, not everybody has the bandwidth to give so much attention to social media while they're running the other parts of their business. And just because it might be a quote unquote easy task, that doesn't mean that someone's not willing to have you come in and help them out with some of those tasks. It's often those easy, simple tasks that they are willing to outsource first. So if you're someone who's thinking about providing a service to other business owners or busy families, like maybe start with some of those really easy, simple things that people just don't have the time for. And you can find a niche for yourself to start a business. School is in session, my friend. Business school, that is. At Molly Knuth Media, we offer our brand new business school mastermind for the small town female entrepreneur and small business owner who is in years two through seven of her business. You know, she's started her business, she's established herself, but now she wants to grow. She wants to bring on team members. She wants to figure out her pricing. She wants to set boundaries around her time that she's available. She wants to know better marketing practices. She wants to connect with other women at this similar stage of business. And she's just ready to find that circle 
who can elevate her, her business, her brand, and create something that lasts. So what you get in this mastermind membership is a monthly guest professor on a focus topic. And it's not just me, you guys. It's going to be my friends and trusted professionals who are experts in their field and can help you get your goals. We also offer two monthly office hours calls, which is like a fancy way of saying a question and answer session with a service provider who is also one of my friends. They'll take your questions and they'll give advice in a specific business or personal topic because we want to approach this from like a holistic standpoint of running a business. We'll also have a monthly hot seat session so that our members can sit down together, discuss something that's on their mind. We can tackle challenges. We can brainstorm ideas. But we're going to come together so that we can see one another's faces and we can really build relationships with the students in this mastermind. You'll also get access to our MKM video training library so you can find the trainings that you need the most and access to our business service provider directory. If you're interested in something like this for your business, please reach out. You can DM me at Molly Knuth Media on Instagram or shoot me an email at hello at mollyknuthmedia.com with the subject line MKM Business School. We will get you all the details about how to join, when to join, and if this is the right fit for you. But reach out if this sounds like something that is just resonating with where you're at in this season of business. And I'd love to walk by your side, introduce you to my besties, and help you get to that next level. MKM Business School Mastermind is where it's at. All right, number two. Something I wish I knew before starting a social media marketing business is that my skills and talents aren't everybody's skills and talents. And that's actually a great thing. So I know that a lot of us who have these ideas to start businesses or that have started them in the past, like we usually begin it because we've found ourselves really good at something. And to us, it might feel like second nature. I think about my husband and when he's explaining to me like how an engine works and he just like rattles off these terms and explains how things fit together and how like if one thing goes wrong, it affects everything else. And I'm like, I do not follow a word of what you're saying. And similarly, if I get into the weeds of the back end of Meta Business Suite while I'm talking to him about why a post did better than a different one, he doesn't always comprehend that either. And to me, it seems really straightforward and simple. But that's because it's both something that I've worked on for a really long time and something that I'm naturally inclined to. And not everybody has those same gifts that you have. And I know that like kind of to piggyback off of number one, sometimes things feel so easy for us that we're like, oh, everybody knows that. And why would I create a business to do X if everybody knows how to do X? Well, the cool thing is that not everybody does know how to do X. So not everybody knows how to. I have somebody who came into my house to help me organize my basement storeroom. And I didn't have the time or the actual like organizational capacity to do that. But she just has that natural gift. And so she's turned that into a business. And while you could say that, oh, doesn't everybody know how to do that thing if you are naturally organized and your closets are itemized and like very clean and your towels and t-shirts are all folded just so, just as many people who live like that as live with messy closets that can barely have a door shut. So there is a business opportunity. Now let's take that to a 
another industry. Um, let's say that you are a service-based professional and you are like looking to start a business helping other people get like their QuickBooks organized. And to you, it seems like ludicrous that somebody would not categorize their QuickBooks every day or every week. And you're like, how do they not understand how to like run a PL or what a PL is? You guys, that's really the only things I know about QuickBooks. But for everybody like me who's like, I open that screen and it makes my mind swim. There are so many people, even though it's easy for you, it's not easy for everybody. So that is a niche or a space in the market where your services and your skills could start a business for you. And again, it can be something very simple. Washing cars, waxing cars. Um, It doesn't mean that you have to like go and get a new degree or training. Some business ideas will require that, but not every business idea will. So on the flip side of your skills and talents not being everybody else's skills and talents, why do I wish that I knew that? Because I would have maybe like charged a little bit better for my services in the early days. I was very underpriced compared to the market because I just didn't feel like I had a skill that was so special that it deserved to be like billed at a rate that other people were billing at. I remember like building a website in the early days for like $400 or something like that. And a lot of other people in the area were billing at like $2,200. So I just thought because it was easy that I shouldn't like bill very much for it. But it's not easy for everybody. You do have natural skills. You do have experience that make what you bring to the table very valid and worthwhile. Then again, just because you're really skilled and talented in something doesn't mean you're done learning about it. That's something else I wish I knew. So like at various levels of my business experience, I've been like, oh yeah, I know how to do this, Facebook ads. And like I just have kind of dug in and I've learned like as much as I could by doing. But that didn't mean that I was like a quote unquote expert. And it did not mean that I should never get additional training for myself. I'm a huge advocate for both personal and professional development. So number two things I wish I knew before I started my business was that my skills and talents aren't everyone else's skills and talents. And while that's a great thing and you can build a business from that, don't discount yourself and say that you can't build for that or that you are done learning because there's always learning to do. All right. Number three, the thing I wish I knew You don't have to be fancy to be good. Now, when I got started with social media marketing, as you may have heard in prior episodes of this podcast, I just kind of started. I didn't overthink anything. I really didn't even have the, the forward thinking that this would turn into a business. I was just helping somebody with something that I thought was pretty simple. And I approached Facebook marketing with things that I wanted to know about businesses, things that I liked to know, like when I was sitting down watching HGTV or we were watching the Science Channel and how it's made. I liked to not just see the final product. I liked to see what happened to make that final product come about. And that involved the location. That involved the people, the people's education. It involved how the product is actually made. What is a variety of kinds of products that are offered? How do those products get used? What are people saying about the product? How does that product, like, how can we demonstrate that? And those are all just things that I was very curious about. And so I used my curiosities for my first clients and saying, okay, 
I know nothing about this. I'm coming at it from somebody who has very little understanding. My first client was in the construction industry. And I was like, I have very little understanding of that. So these are all the things that I would like to know and I'm curious about. So let's put it out on Facebook and educate everybody. And I did not know that that approach had a name. I just knew that that was something that I was interested in. And I figured there were other people who were too. But I didn't have like a fancy name for what I did. It was called content marketing, by the way, because I was producing content and using that like educational strategy to sell their products. But I didn't know it at the time. So I couldn't come in to future clients and say, hi, my name is Molly and I help small town, small businesses with their content marketing so that they can add customers and clients and increase sales. That came way, way later down the road. And actually, when I was reading an article, I was like reading through an article to like further my education on something else involved with social media marketing. And as I came across this paragraph about the approach that was similar to mine, they put on this title of content marketing. I was like, that's it. That's what I do. I never had a name for it before. And there have been other situations like that too, where I didn't quite have a name for this thing that I did, but it was working. And then I came to find out later down the road that there, oh, there was like an industry title around that. Or I didn't especially have like all the fancy software. I didn't have all of the like, quote unquote, business marketing education that people who did when they actually went to college and got a business degree. And so I didn't know all the fancy terms or the like shoulds that you should have in your marketing. I just knew what worked for people like me and what I would want to see. And that's what I did. And it didn't have to be fancy, but it worked. And that stands for a lot more than having the fanciest tools and the most advanced softwares. The other thing where this comes into play and the idea that you don't have to be fancy to be good is that I have a note here, but it doesn't really make sense. So I'm not sure how in my brain I looped this in the first time through, but I'll just share it with you anyway, because I think it's an important point. So maybe this is like a bonus. Um, But I didn't have to be super fancy with my marketing. But one thing I did do was that I promoted my business and I continued to promote my business. And I wish I knew at the beginning that that really was as important as it is. So when people used to like, in the beginning, early days of my business, they'd see me in town or something. They'd be like, hey, I heard you started a new business. I'd be like, yeah, it's just, I just post on Facebook for people. And then I would like kind of shy away from additional conversation about what it is that I did. I would also get a lot of questions about, oh, when are you going to go back to teaching, which was my job prior to being a stay-at-home mom and then a business owner. And I was like, oh, I don't know. We'll see. And in my head, I'm like, I don't know. I kind of think I got something going with this business, but I just was like not willing to talk about it so much. I had a Facebook page myself. I had a website, but I just was like hesitant to vocalize what it is that I did. I don't know why. I I can't explain that. But as I got going and like a year down the road from starting my business is when I really took an active approach to promoting my business almost as much as what I did for my clients. So I would come in with regular consistent content. I really focused on the education. And for a long time, we had weekly video series 
called MKM Live. And I would come live every week with some education for other small business owners who just needed some tips on social media. And I really think that was what got me the eyeballs. And that's what got me the awareness. And that's what helped set me apart from other people who freelance social media that didn't promote themselves as much. They didn't do the content marketing for their business like I did. So at the beginning, I wish I would have known that that unique, original, consistent content and talking about my business just as much as my clients' businesses was important because that was how I got my name out, which ultimately got me more clients and more customers, more experience, and I could see a little more of what I liked and what I didn't like. So I would recommend that. Promote yourself. Okay, the last thing, and this one is like the big one, okay? Your mindset and your energy matters. If you treat your business like a little side gig and you say, oh, there's no way this is going to work, then you might make yourself right. But if you say, hey, I've got something here and this is a product or this is a service that is going to help so many other people, then you might be right too. There is just this differentiating factor. And I've been trying to put my finger on it for the last six months, year. (laughs) And I've just like been personally in this space of like, I feel that my business is getting to the next level, but I don't know how to do it. I feel like I've hired people. I've implemented systems. I've brought in new software. I've tried new things. I've learned new things. But what is it that's keeping me from this next level? And I realized it was myself because I wasn't coming at it with the right mindset and the right energy. When you, and it's hard to explain, but when you start a business, your mind shifts at a certain point where you're like, you feel like you're somebody who's just pretending to be a business owner. And then you're like, oh, something flipped. Like, I don't even know when it happened, but I am embodying this business owner. I am being a business owner. I am a business owner. And you start making decisions differently and you just start carrying yourself differently. And you start like really understanding the impact that you can have if you hadn't up to that point. And I feel like that happens again as you go through seasons in your business before big change. And you'll start thinking, okay, similar to I did last year when I was like, something's got to change, but I didn't know what it was. The thing that needed to change was me because I needed to go from thinking like a self-employed person who was working so much on the day-to-day to now that I have this team, now that I have diversified skill sets on my team, now that we can offer a wider array of services, I needed to stop thinking about this as just like a social media marketing business and promoting it from that angle and really think about and flip my mindset. Think about it from the perspective of somebody who is the leader of the team, not somebody who is a part of the doing of the organization because that's different. As you add, then this is going to be something that comes later on and it comes with time um, for some businesses, but for other businesses, like if you're in the restaurant industry and you need like a team from the start, then you need to think like this from the beginning. Think about yourself as the leader of the team, not just part of the doing of the services or the creation of the product because you're going to have to keep projects in line. You're going to have to organize your manpower. You're going to have to take requests and get schedules solidified. And that's a different skill set and a different mindset than it requires of somebody who's maybe just doing the day-to-day tasks to get them out the door. 
And when you can get your mind in a certain place, it really is that that edge that you need to get to different levels of business. And I wish I knew from the beginning that that was something really important because I can definitely pinpoint different times during my business where I thought mindset practice and like like just getting my energy correct were like silly. And now I'm leaning into it and I'm like, give me all the woo and give me all the angel numbers and the signs and give me all the energy practice and the gratitude journaling because that is the difference maker. So I wish that that was something I had prioritized a little bit more in the beginning than I did. But thankfully, I'm able to share all of that wisdom and experience with you guys now. So you can cut down on that time that it takes you, that learning curve, and go a little quicker than I did. But as I say that, I also know that it really served me to go this route and this journey where I could see these things kind of evolve within myself and in my business. And if I hadn't learned all of these lessons, I would be a different person today. So when you hear me giving these four pieces of advice or five, if you consider that one as a bonus, I don't know how I looped that in underneath number three, but (laughs) I would really just encourage you to just keep these things near by your mind, that people will pay you to do what you're good at, that your skills and talents are unique, that you don't have to be fancy to be good and that your mindset and your energy matter. Bonus, you need to promote your business as much as you do for clients if you're in the service-based industry. Um, But those four things are really critical, I think, to getting, they all kind of work together to get you to that mindset of being a business owner and being that leader role within your business instead of just showing up, knocking out tasks, and calling it a day. But yeah, If you're more interested in talking about like the details and the digging into social media marketing business, you're thinking about starting your own freelance social media marketing business, or you're thinking about a copywriting business or other service-based creative businesses, I, I know a lot of people, or myself included, who can help you get the information and the details that you need. So feel free to reach out. You can DM me at Molly Knuth Media or at Small Minded Podcast. And I'd love to continue this conversation. But as always, I thank you guys for listening in to the Small Minded Podcast. I'm so excited for all that is to come, all that we've had so far this summer. We've just had knockout episode after knockout episode, fantastic guest after fantastic guest, and it's going to continue. And I'm just so excited for where where the summer goes. And I hope you guys are really enjoying the summer too, getting all of the personal time that you need and hitting those professional goals as well. Next week, I will be back with a super special guest episode and I can't wait to have you in. So enjoy the days ahead and I'll be back next week with that episode of the Small Minded Podcast. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast 
with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well lived being small-minded.